Welcome to Processing Purpose, a business and lifestyle podcast committed to having honest conversations about the stuff in our lives that is often suppressed, ignored, or overlooked. We are two brothers from very different backgrounds, but with one common goal. From entrepreneurship to relationships, from hobbies to house projects, nothing is off limits as we process becoming the best version of ourselves in business and life. All right, we're back. We are back. Oh, 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 oh. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes, it is Christmas today. Actually, we are releasing this video on Christmas Day. and You're hearing this Christmas Day. For us, it is Monday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, which is still the holidays, which is still in the spirit. Actually, let me ask you this question. How do you feel about early Christmas celebration? And I mean, what I mean by early is before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Do you like it or no? Neutral. Neutral. Like, okay. I don't. I get it. People yeah. love Christmas, and if Holly was all wrapped up about, yeah, like we gotta like get everything out, like I'd be fine with it. Like I don't yeah. really care. Yeah. I get that. We uh, one year we bought a tree too early. If you have a fake tree, it doesn't matter, but don't buy a tree too early. That's a big fail. Uh, I think we bought it around this time. This was years ago, but by the time it got to my birthday, which is December 6th, it was dead. <laughs> I mean, I literally close. I remember closing the front door and the needles just went, <laughs> uh, okay. A scene out of like a Charlie Brown or something like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't think we took care of the tree very well either. So Fair. there was that, but if you cut your tree down, it'll last like we'll go cut ours this weekend. Yeah. And it'll last. All the way into the new year. Do you do the warm water thing? Um, you can, yeah. yeah. It, it just depends on how fast you put it into water. Um, yeah. But when you buy a tree off a lot, it's already been cut like yeah. a week and hasn't been sitting in water. So they're just dried out they're already. They're just dried out already yeah. and haven't been treated well. So, right. Like when we cut a tree and bring it into the house, it drinks like like three gallons of water in the first couple of days. I've heard they just lop off the tops of trees. Most commercial tree places anyway. Oh, um, I don't know. Which makes sense to me if that's what you're doing. I kind of appreciate that. That's a, that's a pretty smart way to harvest. Yeah? I think so. Just lopping off the tops of trees and then they regrow and you lop them off 10 years later and just keep doing Just harvesting them that way. I don't think the top of a tree continues to grow after you cut it off. It's called topping a tree. That's as tall as it gets. And then it's going to be done. Yeah. Well, still, it's still maintains the rest of the tree yeah which is kind of cool yeah uh they do do that in japan i know that for a sure or for a fact in terms of reharvesting trees off of old branches but oh. that, that's a whole nother deal so yeah that's not what wow we really ran about. down we really ran down a rabbit hole uh pretty quickly there we interrupt this podcast to apologize <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we're only three minutes in otherwise we're gonna lose people they're like what are you guys talking about <laughs> oh that's pretty good but I will say to circle it all back and try to bring it all back in is, you know, ever since, well, I wouldn't even say then, but I've always kind of been a wait till after Thanksgiving guy. Yeah. I The only, and for me, because Thanksgiving has always been a great time. Sure. I've always had great experiences with Thanksgiving. And I understand if some people haven't and it's like, let's just move past it. Who cares? It's for some people, it's a sore spot, you know, maybe it's bad memories for, for different reasons. But not for me. I, I love Thanksgiving. I don't like passing it up. I love, you know, don't get me wrong. I Do I love choking down dry turkey? No. 
No. I'm going to be making it this year, so it won't be dry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, Brooke makes a hell of a turkey, too. But um, I just love the tradition. I love getting yeah. around. I love sitting around and watching football all day. I love, you know, just absolutely flopping on the couch at 5 p.m. Just like, oh, you know, undo. I hurt. Yeah, I hurt. hurt. I just want to take a nap. I love all of that. You know, I, I know it's, you know, maybe a little bit more institutionalized uh, nowadays, but I, I love it. Yeah. So. Yeah, the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, holidays are busy. Yeah, they are. They are busy. Very busy with family, business, everything. Yeah. And I was just thinking about it, too. This is our, this is one year episode for us. One year. One full year. Yeah. This will be episode 26. So we will have recorded this for a whole year. And uh, that's a cool gift. That is a cool gift. And it's, you know, mm -hmm. you, you reach those those markers and everything seems so far out, right? When you're getting started sure. or you're, you're starting to drum up ideas, everything seems so far down the line. When am I ever going to get there? But eventually you will. Yeah. Eventually you'll look back. You'll be standing on that at that place in your life and you'll look back and realize how far you've really come. Yeah. And it's been a full year of a Okay. We've said it a million times. Actually, I mentioned that Tyler uh, made a comment. Our brother-in-law made a comment. Um you know, that we learn, we make comments on this podcast that we actually learn more than we say or yeah. teach or give or whatever <laughs> else, because we are truly processing yeah. in the moment, right? Yeah, I actually go back and re-listen to all the episodes when they come out, because I feel like one is like, what the heck did I say? Because they usually come out <laughs> sure. four to six weeks after we record it. Um, but I feel like I learn. Like, I'm like, wow, that was something you said, something I said that I didn't even realize. It's right. like, mm, I might even need to listen to that one again. Yep. Uh, and take our own advice, right? How often yeah. are, how often do we give advice freely that is profound, but we don't actually do it? Yeah. That I think that's true for a lot of people. Um, and I, and I, I think you can coach yourself into it becoming your reality, right? If you say sure. it enough, you do it, you, you know, you go through those motions enough, it becomes true for you. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's really profound that we've made it a year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Good job. It's awesome. Yeah. Hey, well done. So today we want to talk about it as it's probably obvious. We're going to talk about the holidays a little bit Yep. and what it means to us, um, the positive and the negative. Mm -hmm. Um, because as, Happy as the holidays are for some, they're equally hard for others. Mm -hmm. And I think we've both experienced some of that on both sides. And I think it's just, it's, uh, it's worth discussing. I think so. You know, there's, the, yeah, you're right, right? There's a lightheartedness about Christmas yeah. time, um, but there's also a heaviness about Christmas time, whether, you, you know, you're, you're childhood or your life experiences may have been negative around those times for a different reasons. Maybe yeah. alcoholism, maybe sure. abuse, whatever it might be. Yeah. I'm not, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole too, too quickly. Cause that's, you know, you don't want to start meeting. There's a lot of the variations, yeah. right? Totally. Um, but pain, so, but pain. Yeah. And not only that, but we've talked about, you know, just the, the pressure of running your business around the holidays, Oof. right. Of, you know, of, of scheduling employees, allowing people to take time off during a high pressure time of the year. Most people are trying to make goals by the end of Q4. Then you're trying to do that while you're taking time off, yeah. weeks off sometimes with family. Um, and so hopefully most of you 
did a lot of that work on the front end so that you can enjoy the back end activities. But we just want to talk about the reality of how much stress can come from the holidays, yeah. not just how fun it can be. Cause we, I love it. I yeah. love the holidays. I have a ton of fun doing it and it's easy to go on that track and not, you know, not touch on some of the things that are a little bit harder. Um, don't want to make it into a negative either. Right. We don't want to turn Christmas into, no, but it's reality, but it's reality. And, and I think it's important for us to relate to you and you to relate yeah. to us and so on and so forth. So let's so. touch on business today. Okay. Let's touch on finances. Okay. Let's touch on, um, maybe traditions okay. might be kind of fun. Let's touch on, um, and then maybe some of the, the, the tough parts, you know, yeah. the, when grief's involved or when there's family dynamics or of which, you know, we've experienced some of those. So let's, let's see where it goes, but let's be a little, let's kind of sure. try and hit some of the, 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 the key points. So you started with business. Let's start there. Um, one of the things that always bugged the heck out of me, uh, <laughs> drove me nuts. Cause I used to work, in a sales environment. Right. Um, and I remember coming into holiday season, which is really probably a week and a half, two weeks before Thanksgiving, I consider all the way through the new year to like the first full week of January. Yeah. And I remember going into the end of the season and our sales managers, our business development managers were always like, like finish strong, like work hard. And one, I'm checked out, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm thinking yeah. about, you know, the Seahawks playing on, you know, Thanksgiving and the meal that's going to be amazing. And, oh yeah, I got to buy a Christmas gift. And, oh yeah, I have a, a, a birthday gift for Holly also. And it's like all these things. And I'm supposed to be closing deals and the people you're calling are like, yeah, we're just busy right now. You know, contact us after the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Is it realistic to think that you're going to have good production during this time period? It's funny because my common sense says there, there's no way we can have a realistic. It's it's just not possible. We keep doing it every year. Yeah. So what is that? Yeah. Like, what is this? Why do we continue to plan for Q4 to be? Like the end all be all to wrap the year up. And it's like, unless you're in retail. Okay. If you're in retail and I remember, cause we did, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, no, no. It's yeah. It's cause relevant. when we had the surfboard company, like black Friday through let's call it a week and a half before Christmas, kind of your shipping deadlines. Right. We're full, busy, busy. Cause yeah. everybody's buying gifts. And, the, and that's, that's also a stressful business to operate because now you're, you have to hold your employees hostage during yeah. the holidays because you, you can't operate, right? Uh -huh. You have to fill the need. Um, so, so yeah, with any, anyways, with, with business around the holidays for me personally, um, I'm quite the opposite than, than retail, right? Where I really, everything really slows down for us. There's not a heavy expectation yeah. around showings and things like that. Uh, retail would be very stressful for me. I don't know. I really put a lot of emphasis on the holidays in terms of my, I don't want to say mental health. That's a stretch to my just spiritual, just my, my overall ethos of yeah. life. It's really important for me to take that time off. And so I found a career that thankfully allows me to kind of, you know, shift into that, into that holiday mindset, so to speak. Um, 
So business isn't as challenging for me to navigate around, but what about for you for your season of life now? Not in retail, you're doing something totally different. Yeah, agency work, um, it slows down. Um, We're not trying to onboard clients right now. In fact, we probably will onboard this week, the last couple for for the end of the year. And then um, a lot of our clients are uh, like for two, three weeks of December are closed. And so for us, it really, it provides a nice, a nice gap where we, you know, I can give my employees some breathing room, I get some breathing room and we can all really be present during the holidays, which is really nice. Um, but I know for a lot of people, that's just not the case. Right. And so, you know, you and I are both in businesses where, um, we get that luxury, you know, we, we don't have to, I've never had to work Christmas. Right. And if you're in medicine or you're in. Uh, certainly retail or, or the food industry at all, right? You're, you're working. You are. Right. And so, or hospitality, you're working. Um, but we've, we've been able to, to shut it down and have a a less time commitment as well. Um, some of that by design. Yep. Some of it by design. Um, but others just, you know, just simply the, the luxury of being in the business that we're in and, and, and things slow down. But consequently, as I'm sure with you, our income dips too. Sure. So we have to watch the bank right? account. So we have and... to pay attention, even though we get that time off. It's not like, I, you know, I get you know five weeks of uh, paid vacation. Right. No, no, no. I, I, I get five weeks essentially off, like a quarter time. But I also take a thirty to sixty percent pay cut. Totally. As well, because I have to adjust for clients, and they're changing their uh, spend for. The, the holiday season because they're closed, which means they're not paying us as much money. And it's a very expensive time of year. Yeah. Right. So it's all shifting where I get, I get more time, but I have less income and I'm spending more money. Right. Which is, let's pivot for a second. Let's talk about finances. Um, holidays are expensive. Well, they're expensive and not not only personally expensive, but holidays are expensive for your business because again, you're trying to wrap the year up. You're trying to end well. You're trying to finish well. Paying but bonuses. to your point, I don't know about you, but the majority of my expenses, especially marketing and everything else, really expensive in Jan- January through April because I don't have the income to match it. Right. Right. So I'm watching all of those expenses go out. And a lot of those are mandatory expenses, right? That you have to put out on behalf of your clients, your agents, everything else. I'm in the real estate game. Um, and so I have to keep reminding myself through, through the winter that, all right, like this, this is an investment, right? Yeah. For, for this year. Um, but yeah, it's, it's harder to stomach the holidays knowing all those things, I guess mm. is what I'm saying. Does it make it harder to enjoy? Because you know that you, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. You don't have as much money as maybe you'd 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 think because you know you got to keep that to the side because you're gonna have to spend it more aggressively January through March. Now, not as much. I think no. I think Brooke and I have established enough of a rhythm in in the industry to where we know what's what to expect and and to kind of curb our feelings about certain things during certain times of year. Cause we know things can change and ebb yeah. and flow. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, 
one thing, you know, there's just seasonality involved. When we had the surfboard company, I remember we would go through a really busy season going into Christmas. And then January would be like blank. And it was the first two, three, four, five years till you can start to see the pattern was like, did we just sell a surfboard to everybody in the country that wants to buy one? Because we haven't sold one all month. It was scary. Yeah. It was scary dealing with that kind of rebound, uh, you know, seasonality. And so, um, yeah, finances are tough business-wise, but finances can be tough family-wise too at the family level. Like all the gifts that you're either buying or expected to buy or feeling like you want to buy combined with, you know, your income level. Because it's it's all relative, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you and I have been very blessed. But consequently, we spend more for Christmas and Thanksgiving and the holidays. Right. And so it's it's all proportional. And I don't know about you, but I always look back and go, man, I spent more money than I meant to this holiday season. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a trap for a lot of people. It's really easy to do, especially when you just start to consider the joy that your kids are going to experience when they wake up that morning. And the, the joy you experience as a kid, you just know you're going to pass that along. And so again, sometimes those can just be investments, you know, when you, you, you can beat yourself up over it or you can realize that, man, this is a relational investment. This is good for our family. There's excess. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you can overdo it for sure. Um, but no, I think around, you know, finances with business are one thing. Cause again, I think the few, first few years, like you, we were a little bit like, you know, how do we do this? Well, how is this going to go? Is yeah. this going to bounce back? And we're six months off, six months on for the most part, there's some outliers in there, but I'd say that the majority of our income is six months of the year, not a lot of income for the other six months. And that's a swing that most people can't stomach that most, most people can't realize, but as long as you budget accordingly, right. And we do our best to stay within that framework as we can. But I guess I'm getting to the point that finances, family or business are never constant. And the, the good, the example I'm bringing up for my family is food, right? Like, Mm. Like it's one thing to go, oh man, I overdid it for you know the holidays for gifts, but am I even considering that next year I'm probably going to spend twenty percent more on food because right. my kids are getting older, bigger, faster, stronger, right? Like, and food's getting more expensive, right? And so, man, this has kind of opened my eyes a little bit. <laughs> like, like we said, we're learning. I'm going, I'm gonna have to get ahead of this a little bit better because I'm realizing that those changes are pretty rapid. And you have a big family. Yeah, we have a big family. We have four kids. And I mean, you do too. Three kids is, I mean, three, three yeah. to four, it's about the same thing. And so... Um, well, and I got two boys, so they're going to eat a lot. Yes, absolutely. I remember uh, Troy and Tyler telling us they used to drink like three gallons of, in their teenage years, three gallons of milk a day or something. A day? Between the two of them or something. Or maybe it was like a gallon of milk a day or something. I don't know what it was, but it was crazy. It's it was like, lot. it's a lot of milk. Um, so anticipating that for our family and anticipating more needs down the line. Um, yeah, I mean, finances are, I haven't thought about it a lot Mm. to be honest with you. And I'd say to have this conversation now feels a whole lot different than it did even five years ago. But again, that's never, that's not a constant, right? You may be, be enjoying that feeling in this moment, but that's not a forever guarantee for anybody. Um, we just had that conversation over the weekend with a friend, right? We're not going to get into that. But point is, is we don't know what changes are coming down the line. And mm-hmm. so I think we've, yeah, I think talking about finances right now is helpful for me. It really is. This is good. This yeah. is really good. I think 
I think the point there is just to be intentional. Like, know what you know what's not going to stress you out to spend, and then commit to not spending more than that. Because as much joy as um, opening up that gift that your kid really wanted on Christmas morning, I'm not sure it's worth the stress of having the credit card payment in January. No. And ultimately, let's be honest, 90% of the stuff that we give our kids ends up being given to Goodwill within 12 to 24 months. Do you guys do anything as a family to give back around the holidays? Mm. Like, Good. Yeah. So, um, yes, every year. Uh, so here in town, we have something called the Mend, mm-hmm. Upper Valley Mend. It's yep. meeting each a, other's needs with dignity. Yeah, it it's essentially a, a a lower income assistance program. Mm-hmm. And so each year they do a, a huge um, toy drive and things like that. So every year our family goes and we help with it. That's we awesome. help organize the the toys and pass them out and just get everything ready. And so we're involved there. But Holly and I just last week, in fact, had another conversation about let's that's a there's a little disconnect there because you're you can only see so many people that come through. Um, right. And a lot of it is really more in the giving of our time for prep is where sure. most of that stuff comes from versus like day of. Um so there's a bit of like, we recognize, especially with younger kids, like, yes, this is helpful. We're volunteering. It's positive, but we're not necessarily seeing the impact of that. And so this year, what we're going to do is we're going to try and get involved in, in serving food somewhere. Um, Love that. Whether that's, you know, a soup kitchen or, you know, something in that regard where we can, where we can actually have more of a hands-on, yeah. you know, and experience. Meeting people, seeing people. Yeah. You know, and for any of you out there, too, that may be in the camp of, I probably should go there, right? Not necessarily, if you want to go help, do that. But I mean, for your children, right? Let's say you're in a bracket where I don't have the extra means to go out and, you know, rack up a bunch of credit card debt and take on that stress and just to make my kids happy for a day. But there's also the feeling of, well, I also don't want to be seen my my community as poor and you know incapable or whatever else that might come with that stigma there's some perception right and i get it i totally understand it but i just want to remind you that i went through that myself Mm. and and it's humbling and uh i i totally understand the feelings around it and the resistant to it but you have to realize that not not um, taking advantage of those services provided to you and your family because you are in a scenario of life where it makes sense for you to receive those gifts. Yeah, You are taking away the joy from the people who are giving their time and energy and talent Mm. to bless your family. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. There's this weird like, oh, I just don't, let that go. Yeah. Let that go, right? Ego and pride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, man, these families are showing up because they want to love on you. And you're going to rip that joy away from them? Come on. What are we doing? Yeah. You know? So if any of you are out there wondering, hey, do I want to take on financial stress around the holidays? You don't have to. There yeah. are programs around that will absolutely bless you and your family. I've been a part of them. Yeah. I, on the receiving end and on the giving end. Yeah. They exist. Go take advantage of them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> has the holidays always been positive for you? Like, have you had hard holidays? 
You know, it's interesting. I, that's a great question. And as um, I don't remember them being hard as a kid, but as an adult looking back, I realized that it was it, there was brokenness to it, right? I, yeah. I, my parents were divorced. Uh, they got divorced when I was seven or eight. Wow. And so I, and I preface it with, I was eight. I didn't really know what was going on. You yeah. know, I didn't have the fortitude to really know what was happening other than mom and dad just don't seem to want to live together anymore. Sure. Um, but looking back, yeah, I mean, you're in a way you're getting double the presents. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but, uh, but in another way you're going back and forth on the day of Christmas sharing, you know, Christmas day with both parents. Right. Now I will say that, you know, thankful to my parents and God bless my parents for making Christmas amazing for us, no matter what. Right. Like, wow, dude, you got two Christmases boo for you. Yeah. It, it what in that light, like I had two amazing parents, right? I could have easily have not and had a crappy Christmas or a crappy set of circumstances, but they did their best to make it great for us. And so I'm forever grateful for that. But you know, splitting time between two houses, it's different. Yeah. You know, it's a different feeling for sure. Yeah. How about you? Um, not until, you no, know, for the most part, holidays were always pretty positive. Um, but I, with, with everything that's happened with our family recently, um, with Chris dying, mm-hmm. um, your, my cousin, your cousin passed away a, f- a few years before that. My cousin passed away. Yeah. You're right. <clears throat> a few years before that, like holidays can bring a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when they're firsts, mm-hmm. um, you know, right after Chris got murdered and, um, because that was two years ago, end of September. And so wow. we went, we went right into the holiday season. Uh, and is that was, when, is that when you guys went to Omaha together? <clears throat> was that around the holidays or was that right around September, right around when he passed? Yeah, we, we went to Omaha right after for gotcha. service and everything for holidays. Um, we let my sister decide, mm. um, like what, what sounds good to you? Yeah. Um, and she just said, I want it to not feel like Christmas. Ah, okay. Um, so if we can all just be together and have it not feel like Christmas, that would be great. Mm. And so for us, that meant we got a house in Phoenix. And I remember that. Okay. Now I remember that. <clears throat> and that we all sense. just went to Phoenix and hung out for four or five days and swam in the pool and, and, uh, went out to dinners and we didn't exchange gifts. We were just together. And, uh, I was really hard. Yeah. Um, not because we weren't doing Christmas, but just because of what it all meant. Like um, it was just lingering. Like you just knew this thing was there. there. Yeah. It's just there. And Christmas can bring the holidays in general can bring so much pain for people. And, and we've moved, um, and are continuing to move through that, uh, you know, each holiday, each second and third time around, you know, this will be now th- number three. Mm. Um, it's a little bit easier. looks a little bit different, a little bit more quote unquote normal, if you will. Right. Um, but holidays mean pain for a lot of people. And you and I are blessed with the best distraction ever around Christmas, which is a bunch of joyful, silly, cute little kids running yeah. around just soaking it all in. So we have something to kind of mask some of that pain, right? Uh, with, with joy. 
Um, others don't. No. Uh, there's some people that don't get to be around that and don't get that distraction and just have to sit alone with those feelings. And, yeah. um, you know, it's it's easier said than done, but I'd say for me personally, I, I would I would need community. Mm. I, I, if I was in that space, I would need... That's I would, a great point. You know, Stutz says relationships are the handlebars of life, right? Where you, where you are falling and failing, you can grab onto those handlebars and they will pull you back to life. Yeah. And so community is really important around the holidays if you're feeling that sense of loneliness. Man, what if you lost your community? You know, what if you're, you know, you don't have a lot of friends, family's broken, and you just lost someone that was your community? Serve. Give mm, back. Give back. Yes. Serve. Get out of the selfish. <clears throat> and I'm not saying you're selfish for feeling Great lonely. Advice. You're not. Those are real feelings, and they they matter, and yeah. you need to work through them. But for me personally, I think, like we've talked about, the, the part of your brain that handles anxiety is the same part of your brain that handles gratitude. So even the Bible, remember, I can't remember who said it, but they said even the Bible back 2,000 years ago, they he said, God said it then. Yeah. Like, do not fear. Do not. I. They knew that if you were grateful, that all of that other stuff would fade away. And I'd say in the same way, service to others helps melt loneliness. God, that's so you good. Yeah, I think that, that that helps on a number of levels. One, I think it helps with, with grief, sure, because you're around, you know, at, and a constructed community, but you're around people. But I think the other thing that it does is it reminds us that as bad as it feels, that's, that there's probably, it could probably give you worse. Yeah. Like it's perspective bringing, right? Right. Whether that's, you know, avoiding the financial discomfort of the season, uh, feeling like you're lacking or you can't buy that gift that you'd really like to buy for, you know, your son or daughter or significant other. Um, you know, it reminds us to be grateful, you know, and as we head into, into Thanksgiving, where it is all about thanks, like gratitude during this season cannot be overstated. Yeah. I'd say even with all of the oddities over the last few years, right? Like compounding gratitude, like to the point where it's maybe even feels silly, right? That like, man, I'm overdoing it here. No, you're not. You're yeah. probably keeping up with those oddities and other things that are changing so rapidly in your life. We've got to stay grateful for what we have. We are leaps and bounds ahead of our ancestors. You know what I mean? Like we're enjoying things today that uh, we never have before as a human race. And so um, anyway, I kind of went on the existential route there. No, I mean, the, the, there's so many dynamics. Like you watch the movies, you you see the commercials, the energy in the stores fun, but not only is there grief and pain because of loss, but there's also just like dysfunction yeah. that has to be navigated too. And people that are like, I am never going to so-and-so's house again for Christmas, right? I am never going to your brother, sister, Right. mom, dad, cousin, aunt, uncle, because they are out of their mind or whatever, right? right? There's this, there's barriers that we all put up. And I remember, I would say a full decade for Holly and I, Christmas, Thanksgiving was the hardest part of the year because stressful. we, 
we fought a little bit, but neither of us were on the same page of how to spend our time, where to spend our time. And there was, should I call it dysfunction? Um, I didn't want to be with her family at all. And that was a season incredibly fair to have that feeling. Yeah. 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 I, I, didn't, I wasn't there for that season, uh-uh. but I know that about that season and I get it. Yeah. They, um, and I'm going to say they, it was kind of holistic. It was holistic. It wasn't a person. Um, there were some that were a little bit more um, accepting than others, but for the most part, um, Holly's family didn't want me around. And that's not fair. I didn't feel welcome. I don't think that they would have intentionally said that or acted in a way that, like, you don't belong here. Mm. But I, I how many people listening have felt that feeling of not feeling welcomed. But that I, is not a good feeling. I did not enjoy it. There was, you know, um, like, were you just thinking, like, you walk into the house and you're like, I cannot wait to leave. Like as soon as possible kind of a feeling or no, not that heavy. No, it wasn't so much that as much as it was like there was no, you know, how sometimes you can get into an environment where you can go <sighs> just organic. Natural, right. You just kind good. of, you can, if you put it in kind of this, you know, battle environment, you can kind of be like, I can set my armor down. I don't, I'm not trying to deflect fiery darts. I can be me. I can be me. I can be present. It, it's kind of that feeling when you walk into your home, right? You know, sometimes, and I, I recognize there's broken homes as well, but we all have those places. For some, it might be going into the woods. It might be going home. It might be going back to mom's house or whatever, where right. you're like, oh, tranquility. Gosh, this is f- tranquility. This feels good. Like, mm-hmm. I would walk in and it's like armor on. Yep. And, um, I, uh, operated from a place of being defensive because I knew that everything was going to be said with a slant. And, um, and even if that wasn't their intention, that was my perception. So a little bit of confirmation bias built into that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they, we did not get along for a decade, my family or me and Holly's family. But you could even stretch that out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You're, it became a family feud a little bit. Yeah. And so, degree. consequently, I wanted to spend time with my family. Sure. Because and, your and your family's awesome. My family's great. Family. But then that created frustration with Holly. Sure. Because she wants to spend time with her family. And her family's great. And her family is great. And the punchline is, we're good. Like, yeah. we've worked through all of that. We love each other. It's a very healthy, blessed place to be now and i've only experienced that for the most part when i came into the fold that was kind of phasing out yeah you guys were about a year out of that kind of not being a thing anymore but it was still lingering a little bit yeah but it was very very hard so i you know if if you've got a a holiday environment in which you just don't want to do it because you know they're going to say that again you know they're going to bring that up you know that it's going to feel this way or that way. Like been there. And, uh, um, you want to know that you don't want to know what actually helped. I had to work on myself. 
Mm, that's boy. You know, here we are. Most of the time, we're like, it's them, and I'm not saying it wasn't, but you know what allowed them to adjust was me mm. to show up differently, to be differently, to receive, to respond, to be present differently. When I started genuinely working on being a better version of myself, it's amazing how they met me there. Man, you know, I, I think I've mentioned it on this podcast, but have I talked about the UPS drivers or the FedEx drivers? I can't remember which one they were, know. but there was a guy that up was again. recording them on the ring, you know, his ring camera or whatnot. And he started to report their behavior because it was getting worse and worse and worse to the point where they were literally throwing the boxes from their truck onto the like smashing against the front door. Uh, like when you watch this, the crazy, cam- when you watch the camera, you're like, how are all of these guys not fired right now? This yeah. is crazy. And so, but of course they're having a hard time finding talent and employees and all that. So people are getting away with bad behavior. Yeah. And so this guy had the same feeling and, and thought, what if, what if I change my behavior? Mm. What if instead of blowing them up and, and, you know, cussing them out and turning them into their, their company, what if, what if I were to, care for them mm. what if i were to show a little compassion maybe maybe they're having hard days maybe mm. they're running around dropping amazon boxes off till 10 30 p.m every night because we have an incessant need to consume as a society whatever right and so he just flipped the switch on this attitude starts leaving them bottled water starts leaving notes thank you for all your hard work i really appreciate you to the point where these all of these guys started shifting their behavior waving into the camera saying thank you thumbs up like uh, finding other boxes, other companies have set and setting them up perfectly next to his door. So he can like, they completely yeah. shifted their behavior because he did first. Yeah. Your universe is a reflection of you in some, in some regards. Right. And if you show up defensive and looking for that, you mm. know, Oh, there it is. I knew you were going to bring that up. Guess what? It's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I had to change that's the punchline I had to change and so if you're if you're trying to figure out like how do I do another holiday season like try show up different and you know what it may not make a difference this year or next or the year after but it will if you change the way you look at the things the things you look at will start to change 100% Mm -hmm. yeah yep and and we're not minimizing it. We're not, you know, we're not no, it's hard. trying to say this is easy peasy, nope. you know, dust yourself off, get up and figure it out. We're saying make just make small incremental efforts toward it and things will start to change for the better. Luke is walking, breathing, freaking proof of it. I've watched it unfold over the last decade. Yeah. Trust this man when he tells you, make those changes now. Yeah, I'm a very different version of myself today than I was a decade ago. Totally. As we all are, but Mine, but, but never mine was super intentional. Yeah, it never changed core to who you are. You yeah. know, no one would ever want that to change. But in terms of just kind of your, I, I would say what's shifted most in you that I've seen is how you look at others, mm. right? You, you find value in others where I think there was a season, and honestly, a lot of it has to do with just being an arrogant 20s-year-old, whatever. Yeah. All of us have gone through that. Yeah. Hello. Where you think you got it all figured out, and you, yeah. you, you know, you're going to tell the world what, is going to happen instead of you go through your 30s 40s you start to realize there's there's a lot of gray 
there's a lot more gray to this than I thought, you know, yeah. I originally thought. And I think it's a really health, healthy shift for most of us. But what's cool about you and watching you go through it is it wasn't by happenstance. It was by intentional effort. Yeah, it was. That was the difference. Mm -hmm. It was like, I want this to change and I'm going to change. And it wasn't like, oh, I don't like how I'm being treated here. So I think I just naturally need to do this. You're like, nope, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I wanted it. to see the world differently. Yeah. And I still do. Like I still to this day, like, and you've heard it on our yeah. other podcast being like, wow, I saw this show up and I don't like the way that is. So let's try and make it different. Like I recognized that the way I was feeling about the things I was interacting was my choice. Yeah. And I think that is so empowering. It's a little demoralizing because you realize you did it to yourself, but it's so empowering because it's like, well, then I can change. I think awareness has kind of got caught up in like, almost like monthly subscriptions, right? It's it's Native American Awareness Month. It's sure. like, it becomes this awareness mm -hmm. idea where like we think awareness is is seasonal, right? Like, oh, I'll be aware then. No, awareness is a ever evolving, beautiful thing. The more aware you become as a human being, aware of yourself, aware of your surroundings, aware of your responsibilities in the world, awareness is is, is more people need to take responsibility around awareness. And it's relative mm -hmm. because the more aware you become, the more you effort towards awareness, the more you realize there is a lot. <laughs> you like peel back this layer and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, like I feel like I've, I'm making improvements here. And then you're like, oh geez, I didn't even see that one. It's an onion. And that one's maybe even worse. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you start working on that one. You're like, all right, like I'm starting to see progress. And then you're like, Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, I, but that's where grace comes in, right? Yeah. The, the truth piece is important, but you know, with awareness, but grace too, right? Not as, a, um, and patience, a mutual counselor of ours, Charlie. Yeah. He just said, look, man, you're going to make the best decisions you can with the information you have available yes. to you at the time you, you made those decisions. It's really important to revisit that idea when you're, when you're having, the awareness conversation mm -hmm. because going back and beating yourself up over not being aware enough. Well, that's, that's not fair either. Yeah. Right. But yeah. And don't think changing for an experience is going to solve it. Right. In other words, you can't go into this holiday season and be like, okay, I'm going to commit to show up different and think that they're going to respond differently this holiday season. Right. That's not how it, it's like losing weight, right? You can't go into the gym and be like, I'm going to get after it and go into it and be like, yes, I did it. Do it for 30 days. And you step on the treadmill, step on the scale. And you're like, what? I gained a pound. <laughs> How did I gain a pound? I've been working out for 30 days. Muscle. Like, but, but it yeah, takes yeah. ongoing, consistent behavior to alter the things that are around you. They, meaning the, those that are experiencing us have to see that this is, actually a pattern right not that you happen to get a christmas bonus and so you're more jolly this year than you normally are like jelly of the month club <laughs> that's the gift that keeps on giving right there it is, it is. <laughs> um but they have to see pattern of it consistency of it oh you really are trying to be different like and then people and the universe will continue to show up to match your energy there but it doesn't happen in one right in one episode and as a reminder, we've talked about it in the past too. If you're struggling with, well, how can I show up different, right? Like the moment I walk in the room, that 
feeling or that energy shifts immediately. Uh, just reminder, if you want to have charisma, focus all of your time making others feel better about who they are, less time trying to make them feel good about who you are. Yeah. And the way you do that great is by asking them great questions. Mm-hmm. Just focus on asking great questions. That's it. Don't worry about filling them in with what you're doing these days. It, it's relevant. It matters. But wait for that to naturally occur. Yeah. Ask great questions. That's it. Yeah. I don't know about you. This is This has helped me because sometimes when I'm in that situation – like I will be reminded like, oh yeah, like I want to ask questions more. But then sometimes I get caught up thinking about the question I want to ask and I, I lose what it is that they're saying sure. or I don't necessarily even know what to ask. Mm. And so um, something that, that has helped me is uh, FOR, Family Occupation Recreation. Be, be for them. If you are for them. That's great. I like that. Talk about their family. What's going on? School, kids, uh, relationships, mm-hmm. um, health. Like, okay, talk about the family. Talk about what's going on at work. Promotions, new jobs, new careers, new opportunities, skills they're learning, and recreation. What are they doing in their free time? You know, did they get that new mountain bike? What's it like? You know, tell me why they chose that one. Love like this. Family, occupation, recreation. That's a great be reminder. for them. If you can be for them. You have something you can ask. That's a great reminder. Jot that down. Um, I go in a little different sequence, but it doesn't matter. Go with what sequence matters to you. Just stay within that framework. Yeah. And, and you'll have a great con- – or you'll at least walk away from that conversation with a guarantee that person's thinking about you in a whole different light than they probably once did. Yeah. Um, you can go Roth yeah. if you don't want to go four. Yeah, I do. I You know you know my thing is I, I – Every time, if I'm in a group, especially if I don't know the group or I don't know the person, I love asking, what do you like to do for fun? Yeah. Because the moments you ask that question, one, it throws them off. They're like, they're, they're prepared and ready to tell you about their career and everything they've done in their job. And it's relevant and it matters. But again, I'm, I'm, I know that I can relate to the fun side of things so much quicker than I can the. Eh, maybe that's not not fair. But point is, is I like to relate to the fun stuff a whole lot more than I do like to relate to the work stuff. Um, my identity is a lot more into my hobbies than it is into my work. And so I love to see what people relate to. I love to see what people, uh, like to do for fun because I'm, especially if you find somebody you have a common, you have some common ground with in a hobby, the rest of the night is covered. Yeah. If someone tells me they're a fly fisher, forget about it. I'm talking to that person all night long and that's what we're going right. to be talking about. You know what I mean? Or smoking right. meat or whatever else. And so I like to start there, but family is a great one. That was smoking meat, by the way. Yeah. I, every every time I say it, every time, uh, or a lot of people think I say smoking weed. <laughs> no, meat, barbecue. That's why I actually started saying barbecue a lot more than smoking meat. Um, so anyway, kind of spurred off a little <laughs> bit there. No, it's good. It's good. Well, we're at 46 minutes. Let's wrap up, unless there's uh, no, something this specific. Been Let's wrap really up fun. with uh, holiday traditions. Oh yeah, that's awesome. What uh, what holiday traditions do you do you guys have, or do you want to create? Great question. What the bigger one, and I don't know. This isn't necessarily a tradition in and of itself, as much as it is just a lifestyle choice. But we decided a few years ago that Christmas is at home. That that uh-huh. traditionally we are going to be home for Christmas. We're not traveling for Christmas. We'll travel maybe around Christmas. We are. Uh, but we're not on Christmas day. We're going to be home. That is going to be our tradition for our kids or family. We want to be foundationally anchored there on top of that. Um, 
Yeah, we've had the classic ones like everybody else, right? Decorate the tree together. We put all the ornaments up together when we put it up. I like to do that the day after Christmas or the day after Thanksgiving. So Black Friday, I like to spend that day getting things decorated if we're going to do that. Do that. Uh, but the bigger one for me uh, personally that I've latched onto, don't know why, but I have, is every single Christmas I make Eggs Benedict. That was a tradition started by my dad. Interesting. Yep. I never make it any other time of the year. I love them. They're super duper good, but they're kind of hard to make, you know, with the hollandaise sauce. And it, by the way, get the packet sauce. You can make it. <laughs> you can make it from scratch. I've done it. I've tried it. Get the packet. Freaking so much easier than trying to do it on your own. Yes. Uh, but that's what it, that's what I do is eggs benedict for now and and maybe we'll change some of that stuff up as we go i'd like to i don't know i kind of want to do something on christmas day or maybe even the day after where we do some sort of big barbecue and sledding deal with the friends or something yeah be kind of cool that's great for us we have two um one is we always go uh and chop down our our tree so we we and we don't go to a lot we uh, load we go up. into the woods. Yeah, we load up the truck. We get a permit from the Forest Service. We load up in the truck and go to Forest Service land and and look for the 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 Stokes family tree. And, and they uh, don't get a little one, by the no, way. No, <laughs> no. We have a we have huge ceilings in our living room. Um, I think we have I don't know sixteen foot ceilings or something like that. So, but you guys get it to the top pretty much every time, as close as we can get. <laughs> In fact, I usually have to talk Holly off a ledge. She's like, "Oh, babe, look at that! That is, that's a per, that's perfect." I'm like, "That's a 45 foot tree." She's like, "Yeah, but the top 15 feet are wonderful." I'm like, "I'm not gonna take down a 45 foot tree for the top 15 feet." I'm sorry. She br- she brings uh, those logger spikes with her. She's yeah. like, "Yeah, you're fine. You have yeah, everything we'll you just need." Just climb up. <laughs> so we always take a chainsaw. We go out into the woods and we'll cut down. Um, we get five trees is what we do. So we oh, have, we have, oh, cause you put some, yeah. Yeah. Cause we have guest house. And so we put some guest house, put them out front and, and, uh, but one, one big one for, uh, for our living room. And, uh, how so much, that's how much are the permits? How much are those $5? Cost? Oh, that's pretty awesome actually. Yeah. So it's $5 for each tree for each tag. And so, you know, instead of, and for, I mean, if you go to a lot and get a, a, a 15 foot tree, I don't even know what they cost now, 100, but 150. I would think at least. Yeah, I would think at least. I remember like a five and six foot tree was like sixty and seventy bucks mm-hmm. before we started doing this. Yep. When we were in Southern California, so yeah, I would think I would think at least. And so and there's just something special about a real tree and the smell of it in your living yeah. room, and and uh, and then the experience of cutting it down and trying to drag it back to the truck and trying to strap five trees into the truck, and you kind of feel like. Clark Griswold with it say. everywhere. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, so that's always that's always fun. And then the other thing that we do is on the gift giving side, um, we effort towards experiences, not stuff. And so um, we don't we don't um, for for the most part we don't buy toys. What we do buy is we kind of have a, a little a little saying. I'll do my best. It's um, something you want, something you need, something to wear. And something to read. Okay. That is such a wonderful little. Tradition. So that's what we do buy. Something you want. So it'll be you know something that they want. Yeah, but probably something smaller and cuter. Yeah, yeah. something that you need. Still fun. Sometimes it's not fun. Sometimes it's socks, right? But you know something that you need. Usually yeah. it's sports related or or activity related. So it's still kind of fun. But it's it's something that you needed to get anyways. Yeah. New baseball bat or something like that, right? 
something to wear. So a new outfit for school or something like that. Yeah, gloves or a beanie or something yep. like that. Yeah. And then something to read. So those are the four things that we buy. Everything else is experience-based. So uh, we'll take a trip together or, you know, you know, something like that. So that's what we try and do on the gift side. One, it helps control spending Yeah. because you you kind of narrow it down. This These are the four things that – and they get to be a part of the discussion, right? Sure. The kids get to be a part of the discussion. Um, but it really, it really curbs overspending. Um, but then really the, the focal point ends up being the experience. Well, that's what you're going to remember. That's right. You know, the gifts that you give, they're going to go in the garbage or goodwill eventually. And no one's ever going to think a thing about them, but yeah, the experiences are absolutely, I love that. I'm all about experiences. My, one of my weird traditions I'm creating on my own that I need to stop is my, <laughs> my birthday is close to Christmas. Yeah. But what I'm doing is like, I just did it is I'm the run up to it. I'm like, Oh, I'll just buy myself my own sure. Christmas gift and birthday gift in one. And then Brooke doesn't have to worry about it. But it's becoming this weird thing where I'm just like, again, I could be taking that joy away from her. I don't know if that's necessarily the truth. But if anybody wants to know, I got a 20-gauge shotgun and I'm feeling pretty good about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, but I, uh, no, but I keep doing that. And I, I don't know if I want that to be a tradition. So I need to stop buying my own stuff. Yeah. Three, three to six weeks before yeah. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. The um, holidays are complicated and wonderful and full of joy and full of pain. And we're all experiencing it differently. Yep. And we would be remiss if we did not say Merry Christmas to Merry all Christmas, of you. Everybody. Merry Christmas to your families. Uh, we hope today is, is amazing and full of love and grace and joy. Um, and then next week we'll talk about new year's resolutions which (laughs) is going to be a fun topic (laughs) in and of itself we'll uh we'll kick it off then but merry christmas to you and yours merry christmas merry christmas luke thank you for tuning in to processing purpose we hope you grabbed a few gold nuggets to take one step forward in your journey of life and business please remember to like and subscribe our channel if you'd like to get more content to help you build and grow everything around you Make today your best day. Today is day one.